so fitting. This past year, uh, one of the uh, series that we went through was the book of Daniel, preaching through the book of Daniel. And I was touched by a verse here. I actually memorized this verse while, it was up in, while we were up in Canada. And then uh, preaching through the book, uh, come across it again and just so incredibly moved by it, by the truth of it. Give you a little bit of the context. We're in Daniel chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar is speaking, uh, telling of the vision that he'd have of the great tree and uh, how the tree was cut down, and then Daniel's interpretation of that, that, di- that the vision was specifically about Nebuchadnezzar, he would be cut down. And then if you're familiar, one of the fascinating chapters in the Bible where Nebuchadnezzar uh, is, goes mad, crazy, he's sent out of the, uh, uh, the palace there, and for seven years just lives like a wild beast, and uh, just how God humbles him and brings him down. So he's giving a record of this event in his life after this humbling has occurred and just praising God throughout the chapter. Again, Daniel chapter 4 is just a fantastic chapter. The verse I'd like to draw your attention to, though, is toward the end, verse number 35. Daniel 4, 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And who can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? Again, we serve a great God. God is in control, and God will do whatever is necessary to accomplish his purpose in our lives, on a mission field, uh, in those works. And I just, I'm so thankful for God's ministry in my own life. Uh, I want to take some time this evening and uh, just give you a, a kind of a brief testimony as we kind of work through a, a message here and just um, not... I, I want to be careful I do this. I don't want to focus the attention on myself at all. I just want to use myself as an illustration, but I want to give honor and glory to God, okay? So please don't, don't misunderstand what I'm doing here. I mentioned I'm from Indiana. I uh, was uh, born in Greenfield and uh, raised just, just a few miles from here um, and was a member of a good Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching, very missions-minded church and uh, was saved in my second-grade Sunday school t- class and as a result of being in that church, I believe God gave me an interest in missions from a very young age. I just loved missionaries. I was fascinated by every missionary that came through. I wanted to go to every field that I ever saw represented. These flags around here just thrill me. I, I, my, I've got one son who's especially into flags, and so that's kind of gotten all of our uh, family on the coattails. So we try and learn flags and things like that. Just, just love, love missions from a very young age. Um, my folks, uh, unbeknownst to us, God was working on their heart, and when I was in the fifth grade, my parents sat me down and said, God's called us to work with the American Indians out in Arizona, and I was ecstatic. I got to go be a missionary as a kid. Didn't have to wait till I was grown up. Well, God took us out there, and while I had a great interest in missions, I, at that point, uh, I cannot say that the Lord had called me into missions, but I was very uh, open, very interested in that. And throughout my life, just step by step, God continued to reveal his will toward me, and I appreciate that. In youth camp, I appreciate uh, the Wiles representative that's here this evening. Youth camp one summer, God specifically spoke to my heart about just full-time Christian service. And um, I dedicated my life at that time. Lord, I'm surrendering to whatever you'd have me to do. I'd love to be a missionary. I'd love to be a missionary with American Indians, but I'll do whatever you'd like me to do. Uh, And then later on, actually, we were back here in Indianapolis at uh, my home church, uh, their 25th anniversary, and Dr. Bob III was speaking and gave kind of general message just to um, young people, again, for full-time Christian service. But God really spoke to my heart in that message specifically about missions. And I went forward and, and gave my life to the Lord 
for the area of missions. Uh, God led me to Pensacola Christian College. I went down there and uh, enrolled as a Bible major because I was, grew up in the mission field. I, I knew what there was about missions. But when I hit Greek class, God revealed to me I was supposed to be a missions major. So I transferred into missions and uh, graduated from PCC with a missions major. Uh, but my sophomore year, uh, I had a former roommate that had gone to Togo, West Africa, and he said, Steve, you need to go to Togo. And I called my dad, and I said, hey, the mission, the church, or the campus sponsors this trip down to uh, Africa every year. Could, could, would it be possible for me to go to Togo? And he goes, well, you've got my permission to go, but he goes, I can't afford to send you. So, you know, you can get there on your own, but you're welcome to go. Well, as the Lord would have it, I had the money to go to Togo before I ever came home at Christmas break. And God took me to Togo, and it was a phenomenal experience for me personally. I got to experience foreign missions for the first time and got a much greater appreciation for uh, that aspect of missions as well. But while I was in Africa, God gave me a specific call to the American Indians. And it was just a blessing to me to, to see my dream fulfilled in that way. And how God took me halfway around the world to bring me right back home again. Well, just to go forward, again, the, the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Just realizing, again, uh, that how God led me to that place. I um, was just excited, graduated, went back, started working with my folks. Uh, eventually, I was ordained and uh, took our first pastor on the Apache Reservation, where our daughter uh, Molly is from. Uh, through a series of events, God led us then. I believe you all support or have supported, you know, the uh, Stevenses, Donnie Lane Stevens. Uh, Don had been the pastor of the Gilson Wash Baptist Church, and God was calling them to Texas, and he called me up and said, I'd like you to entertain the thought of uh, taking the church here at San Carlos. Well, the Lord worked that out, and we were called there. Then, a few years later, Don calls me back, and he says, have you ever considered Canada as a mission field? It's like, no, I'm really happy in Arizona. I've never thought about Canada as a mission field. But from that moment on, God just kept burdening my heart, giving me a real sensitivity toward Canada, and I finally sat with, down with my wife, and I said, you know what? I think God's leading us to Canada. Aren't you sensing that? She goes, no, I'm not sensing that at all. <laughs> but uh, we continued to pray for it, and we took a survey trip up to Canada in 99, and definitely God was calling us to Canada. Uh, we went there uh, in 2002. Again, phenomenal work there. And, uh, but as I said, Lord closed the door, brought us back to Walpi Baptist Church, phenomenal ministry that we're involved in right now. But kind of just to go full circle all the way back to my home church again, that concept of just loving everything about missions. Oftentimes when we were doing our deputation, we'd come into a meeting like this, uh, churches would oftentimes ask, what can we do other than just financial support to be a, an asset to you as a missionary? And my pat answer was, send your pastor out to our work. We want, we want, to, we want your pastor to come out and visit us firsthand because then he'll be able to bring... Um, the enthusiasm and the excitement of that field back, and I think that's just going to be a blessing to your entire church. Well, Wal uh, God has blessed Walpi Baptist Church in such a way that our little church, we run about 55 or 60, um, but God, these folks are just incredibly giving, and they have seen, they've tested how God just outgives everything we can do. Our people give and give and give, and God just continues to give back. We're currently, as of right now, supporting 13 missionaries, just our little church. And we support our missionaries for $125 a month, which is not a small amount. I think that's a pretty good-sized amount, especially for that many missionaries. Here next week, a week from uh, tomorrow night, we'll be voting on taking on three additional missionaries. So if we do, we'll be having 16 missionaries that we're supporting. And I'm so excited about that. 
But again, back just a few years ago, I was thinking back on our own deputation and seeing these missionaries come through our church and being excited about all the fields they were going to. I said, you know what? I always told our supporting churches, send your pastor, send your pastor. I think we need to go and visit some of our missionaries. And I presented that to our fellows, and they were like, yeah, let's, let's do that. I said, I would like to take one of our fellows every couple of years and go and do a foreign missions trip and visit our missionaries and bring those reports back. Because it's one thing to have the missionary give a report, but let's be honest, I don't have your perspective. I don't really know what you want to know from us. You know, but, the, but you can come out to our field, and you can see firsthand, and you can appreciate things that I may never think of reporting on. So, I, so let's, you know, I'd like to do that. And our fellows were all on board for it, and the church approved it. Every couple of years, they're sending us overseas. Last year, we actually had, or 2016, actually, we had the opportunity uh, to take our first trip, and I took one of our fellows, and we went to Papua New Guinea. It was a phenomenal experience for both of us. It was really about the first, he hadn't, it wasn't quite his first time off the reservation, but almost. Uh, and took him all the way around the world, and again, just to see how God worked in that. He takes these inhabitants of the earth that are nothing, reputed as nothing. Uh, the, the, the fellow from our church, I think he's, he's got all kinds of physical issues. Uh, he's diabetic, and he's got some other issues as well. We wonder, how's that going to work on this trip? He didn't have any diabetic issues the whole time we were on the trip. Uh, I, th I think part of it was the way they eat in P&G. You know, they eat very healthy, and he was eating healthy, and just it was just a phenomenal trip. His wife, to be quite honest, is just a real worrywart. So for that full year up to his going, she just had to learn how to trust in God like she never had before. It, we saw phenomenal growth in this family just anticipating going to Papua New Guinea. Then as we came back to, to give that report to the church and to show them the pictures and the things that we had learned, again, our church was just super excited about what was going on in PNG. Well, this past uh, November, uh, October rather, we had our missions conference and uh, determined that this year, later this fall, uh, we'll be taking another one of our I'll be taking another one of our fellows, and we're going to Okinawa, Japan. And I was so excited about going to Japan and seeing the field there in Okinawa. It's actually a missions to military uh, ministry, so it's not specifically a Japanese ministry, but it is in Okinawa, Japan. And just, it, 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 I, I'm kind of slow. So uh, a couple of months back, again, God just hit, hit me again with this passage. It's like, you know, you were that kid back there in Indianapolis growing up, and you were excited about reaching the world, going to the world. God's going to accomplish his will. I've been the beneficiary not only of the ministry of great men for years past and the minute in the pulpit in which I now stand, but God's opened up doors to me that I never thought would be possible. I'm a missionary to the American Indians. I love the American Indians. That's where God's called me. But it's such a blessing to be able to go all around the world and see what God's doing everywhere and to be able to bring back that enthusiasm for missions back to our Native American people and to see a new missions-minded church that's still a mission itself, and to see them enthusiastic about what God is doing everywhere. Again, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand. Boy, is that true. Nobody can keep God from doing what he intends to do. And who can say to him, what doest thou? What are you doing? God knows exactly what he's doing. And if he can use a Hoosier like myself and take me all the way around the world and give me the desire of my heart in ministering among Native Americans with all of my shortcomings, again, being that awkward missionary kid that grew up to be the awkward missionary, I know he can use each and every one who's here. I'm convinced that in a group this size that there's someone that God is actually intending to be 
a full-time missionary. Oftentimes, I think missionaries come in and they say, you know what, not everyone's called to be a missionary, and that's true. Everyone can give, everyone can pray, and that's true. But I think in so many times in saying that, we've passed over the many that God's calling to be missionaries. I believe in a group this size, God's calling someone to be a missionary. I believe that God's calling each and every one of us to give and pray. But I think that right here, there's somebody, maybe a young person, maybe some, somebody like I was back when I was second, third, fourth grade, enthusiastic about seeing those pictures, that God's working in their heart. You're the next one. You're the next one. Let me just encourage you. You may think, you may give all kinds of excuses as why you could never be used. The truth of the matter is, none of us can be used in and of ourselves. But nobody can stop God's hand. You yield yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he'll do great and mighty things through you. Nebuchadnezzar was the very zenith of where man could be. And God brought him as low as I think probably just about any man has ever been and taught him a lesson. And Nebuchadnezzar can give us a, a message tonight. God's great. God's good. We are nothing. We put ourselves. we realize that, hey, in and of myself, I'm nothing. But with God's power, great things can happen.